Hey there, this is Brian Zond, and welcome to my sermon podcast. I'm glad that you're interested in the sermons that I preach here at Word of Life Church in St. Joseph, Missouri. And if you ever feel inclined to help us by supporting us financially, you can do that at our website, wolc.com. Thank you. Welcome to season 15 of Finding God in the Music. Yeah, that's what you should do. Find it. the series previously known as Finding God on Your iPod, which admittedly is cooler, but now it's so, you know, it's, they're gone. <laughs> there are no iPods. Uh, you, you have one, it's in a drawer, and, and you haven't done anything with it in five years. But. So what is this Finding God in the music? What is this? Well... It's my annual summer sermon series where I engage with music, let's be honest, rock music, (laughs) that I find spiritually interesting. Uh, it It may be a little silly, a little gimmicky, but there's also substance to it. And by now it's way too popular (laughs) for me to quit doing. I just, you know, I created this monster and now I can't. So I keep doing it. Uh, Finding God in the Music is essentially a collaboration between two of my great loves in life, theology and music. Um, In fact, art in general has a tremendous theological influence in my life. It's, It's a source of inspiration. It helps me to think about God artistically in terms of beauty, and that's... I think very important. So film, theater, literature, poetry, painting, music are all extremely important, not just in my life, but in my work and what I do. So you'll see, in, for example, in, in all of my books, you'll find many references to movies and novels and poetry uh, and, of course, a, a lot of music. My next book to come out comes out in February, The Wood Between the Worlds, A Poetic Theology of the Cross, and it has 16 full-color art images in it. I'm very excited about that. Um, So I I just feel that art really works well with sermons. In fact, at its best, I think of sermons as an artistic enterprise, at their best. They're not always at their best, but at their best, they would aspire to that. Uh, Though movies and novels are too big, too complex to adapt into sermon form, but songs. Songs are short enough and simple enough that they can be adapted into sermon form, so I do it. And I've done it for 15 summers in a row. Now, also, this is just, you know, getting some stuff out of the way. Uh, There is nothing democratic or egalitarian about finding God in the music. <laughs> it's the music that I know and that I like. Uh, people make suggestions all the time. I virtually never take them. Um, I, um, I have to, it has to be music that I like. If, it, if, it's, not, if it's not music that I like, then it doesn't work. The, 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 the spark doesn't. So, so I, don't, I don't use 
songs that I should. If you, if, you, if you tell me, if you say, you should use this song, I'll say, you're right. I should. I'm not going to, but I should. But I'm not going to because it won't work. There's got to be the, the spark, the inspiration. And I do not go looking. You say, well, how, how, do you, how do you find these songs? I don't go looking for them. I just, I'm always listening to music, as Perry. <laughs> like always, constantly listening to music. And I just pay attention. And when I hear a song that I find spiritually interesting that might be a potential song for finding God in music, I put it in my top secret, ultra private, locked up Spotify playlist entitled Finding God in Music Ideas. I just put it in there. I just put it in there. And there'll be like 10 or 15 by the time July gets around, there'll be 10 or 15 songs in there and then I have to whittle them down. So there's, you know, there's, there's the ones that don't make it. Uh, there's good music this year from the national didn't make it from, uh, uh, Oh, no one will know this band goose. Anybody know the band goose? See, you don't know them. Good band. Uh, they got some, but they didn't quite make it. Uh, King gizzard and the lizard wizard, that band, they are the most exciting band in rock music right now. I kid you not, but they're not, they didn't make the cut. Um, Gang of Youths, that's a good band. They came close, but didn't quite get there. Um, what I do have, though, is this year I have five songs, and they're all new songs. By new, I mean they come from albums that have been released within the last nine months. So if you're trying to guess, if, if the album that this song, that you're guessing is more than nine months old, it ain't that one. Uh, in fact, only the song for today is from 2022, November of 2022. All the rest are from 2023. So they're all very new songs. But they are, but four of the five artists are very well known. You'll know them. You will know them. You will know them. Uh, the artist today, our first one up, our track one, uh, is um, an artist that, though very successful and popular, I noticed in our pre-service meeting, some of the young people there knew of this band. Uh, most of you will be unfamiliar with the band. I'm talking about Young the Giant. Anybody familiar with, wave at me if you know about Young the Giant. Yeah, I see some of the kids, the kids, the kids, yes. Young the Giant. Uh, young the Giant is a five-piece rock band uh, from California. They formed in the year 2010. They're fronted by Samir Gadia. He's the, the singer, primary songwriter, Samir Gadia. He is he's the son of Indian immigrants who themselves are musicians, classical musicians, Indian classical music, you know, sitars and all that sort of thing. And so he comes from that world, uh, but he's, he's doing rock music. He was in medical school and then found out he liked music and has gone down that road, and that seems to be working out for him. They're on tour right now. They played Phoenix uh, last night. Their fifth album came out last November, entitled American Bollywood. So there you see his little playing around with his American Indian heritage, American Bollywood. And uh, the first time I heard this song, I instantly knew that it would be in Finding God in the Music 2023. I mean, I, I just put it in the ideas, but I, I could have put it in the, the other secret playlist the one that is actually going to be the five. Because I just knew, the first time I heard it, I said, well, that, that song's in. Um, the song I've chosen by Young the Giant off the American Bollywood album is The Walk Home. 
We're going to show you a video of it. It's a short song. It's like right at three minutes long. And it's, the video is a live recording from the Sirius XM studio. So they're actually playing the song. I appreciate bands that can actually play their songs. You know, and they, they're not just, you know, relying on studio and auto-tune and, and uh, pro tools. They can actually play the song. That's, that's you know, big with me. <laughs> but can you play it? <laughs> they can't. And uh, so we're going to show you that. And then we'll be into the sermon, uh, the walk home. Now, those of you online, you know how this works. Maybe you're new, so maybe you don't know how. We cannot stream the song. Copyright. And what will happen is they will come and arrest me and take me off to prison. No, that will not happen. What will happen is the stream will get shut down. You're watching on YouTube. You're watching live Facebook or something like that. It'll get shut down. And then it'll take us the rest of the service to get it back up. So we can't stream it. But you can go to, and I'm sure someone will drop it in the comments right now, but if you go to wolc.com slash music videos, there it will be. All right, so you ready for this song? Turn it up, play it loud. I want it loud. It's not a loud song. There are some loud songs this year, but this one isn't one of them. But still, even the quiet songs play loud. (laughs) All right, Young the Giant with The Walk Home. I've lost myself Deep in the algorithm Of someone else And under new conditions I might find that I was always perfectly alone
Good job. Don't you like it when you find new music? That the don't stay stuck in the oldies channel. Well, you can do what you want, but but I I like finding new music. Young the Giant, The Walk Home. Uh, these are the lyrics that just jumped out at me the first time I was driving in my car and I heard it and I thought, oh, and I was trying to catch all the words. And I said, yeah, I got to use that song. The words like, well, the, the, the opening line, is anyone out there listening? It's a great opening line for a song. Is anyone out there listening? You know, that's actually the way a lot of people first really pray. God, if you're out there. I mean, it's qualified. I don't know if you're out there, but if you are, if anyone, if anyone out there is listening, I want to say something now. I've lost myself. Well, you know, that's what salvation is. Finding your lost self back where it's supposed to be. See, we, we, lose, we do lose ourselves. And then, we, and then by the grace of God, we find ourselves. Deep in the algorithm of someone else. Oh, that's good. That's a, oh, that's a good line. Throw an algorithm in your song. That's great. I've lost myself in the algorithm of someone else. There's always these pressures that try to distort us into who we're not supposed to be. Twisted out of shape by society's pliers, to use a Bob Dylan line. That's why Jesus says, actually not in condemnation, but actually driven by mercy, Jesus says, go away, I don't know who you are. Jesus refuses to grant ontological being to the false self that we try to create in sin. And he's ever calling us to come back to who we are intended to be. So, is anyone out there listening? I've lost myself deep in the algorithm of someone else, but there is a sound that echoes like morning bells. Oh, now first we get the first line of hope. But, but there's a sound. There is, there is a sound, the echoes like morning bells. That's uh, morning bells. What's well, church bells is what that is. <laughs> We're not going to say church bells, but that's what they are. Uh, and a distant memory shoots right through me. This is the memory of lost innocence. I mean, when I say this, this is my interpretation of it. I'm not saying this is a, what Sumir Gaudi meant. I'm sure he would say, no, that was what I was thinking. But, but that's the way art works. Once art is released in the world, then, then you interpret. I'm, I'm giving you my interpretation, how I heard the song. Can somebody walk me home? That's the hook line. That's what we need. To pearly gates. Well, that's heaven, yeah. Can somebody walk me home? We are not alone. We will always walk each other home. Beautiful. Can somebody walk me home? Can somebody walk me home? Well, I find this song spiritually interesting. So yeah, you, the two qualifications for a potential finding on the music song. I have to like it. Just I have to like the music. I have to like it. And it has to be spiritually interesting. I find this song spiritually interesting because we're all born a long way from home, which is an odd sentence, but it's true. We're all born a long way from home. Now, we may not feel this or be aware of this or sense this in the innocence of childhood. But as we move 
out of adolescence into adulthood, there is the phenomenon of increasingly feeling like a stranger in a strange land. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, where do I fit in? And we begin to feel like we don't know where we fit in this world, in life. And that's when we need to go on a pilgrimage, a pilgrimage of the soul toward the homeland where we've not yet been. It's a journey home to the father's house. And let's just, let's just, let's just cut to the chase here. And Jesus is the one who will walk us home to the father's house. John 14, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? God bless Thomas, keeping it real. <laughs> Instead of being pious and saying the yes, no. <laughs> Hold on, Jesus. I don't have any idea where you're going, what you're talking about. Jesus told him, you don't know the way? I am the way. The truth. And the life, no one can come to the Father except through me. Well, Jesus is, he is the way home. Will somebody walk me home? Yes. Yes, Jesus says, come on, let's go. I, I, that's, that's what I'm here for. I will walk you home. That's the good news. In talking about bringing us home to the Father's house, I don't think Jesus is primarily talking about the second coming or even the afterlife, you know, what happens when we die. Although it includes that. It includes that, but I don't think that's mainly what he's talking about. Here in John 14, in this portion of the Upper Room Discourse, in talking about preparing a place in the Father's house, Jesus is using Jewish wedding language. Because in the ancient world, not like today, you know. It wasn't, you know, you get, you get married and you go off and start your own life. That's not how they did it. You had ancestral homes, the father's house. But by the father's house, it might be the grandfather's house, the great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather's house. The ancestral home. And when, when the son, a son comes of age and he's ready to take a wife, he doesn't, you know, run off somewhere and get a mortgage and start off on his own, what he does is additional rooms are added to the father's house. We're going we're to make more room. We're not, we're not leaving. We're just going to, we're going to expand. We're going to make more room. We're going to have many rooms in the father's house. And then when, when the room is prepared, then he goes and gets his bride. So Jesus is working with that kind of language. And in talking about going to prepare a place and returning for them, this, is, this isn't Ascension, second coming language primarily. I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's, because he's right on the verge of going to the cross, going down into death, and then being raised again. 
In Jesus' death and resurrection, that is his going and coming again. And it's also what prepares room for us in the Father's house. We're going to have baptisms today. In baptism, um, we participate in that, that movement, that, that we, are, we are joined in Christ with his death and resurrection and we're united with Christ and we are in the process then of being walked home, being brought to the Father's house. Don't think of the Father's house as something, well, someday when Jesus comes back or when I die, I'll, I'll go to the Father's house. No, 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 you're, you're being brought there now. Right now, Jesus is the way. Right now, he's, he's bringing you home. He's walking you home. He is the way. Is anyone out there listening? Yeah, Jesus is listening. Can somebody walk me home? Yes, yes, Jesus can walk you home. To pearly gates, yes, all the way home to the Father's house. Is anyone out there listening? Yes. Jesus is listening. And if you want to encounter Jesus, then seek to meet him in the place of prayer. That's a fancy way of me saying, start talking to him. If you want to meet Jesus, talk to him. If you want to meet Jesus, start talking to him. See, we can, never, we can never reach what we call the historical Jesus. This is the one that we read about. This is the one that, uh, you know, like, like there's a, I don't know if you know this, but there's a whole genre in, in biblical scholarship called historical. They usually call it the quest for the historical Jesus. And there's been waves of this over the last hundred or so years. And I find it helpful. I read all that stuff. You know, Albert Schweitzer's part of that, and, and then later others, and N.T. Wright's been part of that. And I find it fascinating. I want, I want to learn as much about the historical context that Jesus of Nazareth inhabited. It helps me. But you won't meet Jesus there. Because you can't go, because there's, there's, a, there's a gulf called 2,000 years. You know, you're not living in Galilee circa AD 30, you're living in St. Joseph, Missouri or somewhere in 2023. So you're not going to encounter the historical, learn, that's great, I'm all for it. But who you can reach is the risen and ascended Jesus Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. That's why Jesus, it's to your advantage that I go. He goes in ascension. So now see, even when he was, walking the shores of Galilee in AD 30, if he's on the shores of Galilee, then he's not in Jerusalem or he's not in Rome or he's not in Athens. Now the risen Christ is accessible to everybody, everywhere at every moment. I would applaud that. Now, if you want to meet Jesus, Begin to talk to him like he is a close and trusted friend. But don't wait until you're fully convinced of everything before you begin this project. 
Don't say, well, no, I have to, I have to remove and obliterate every doubt, every shred of uncertainty before I even begin. No, you don't have to do that. If you want to believe, if you don't want to believe, I can't help you. You say, well, I don't want to believe. Why are you here? (laughs) I can't help you then. If you simply want to believe, begin from that place of faint desire and talk to Jesus. Is anyone out there listening? Jesus, they tell me you're out there listening. I don't know but I'm willing to give it a shot. If you're out there listening, Jesus, this is what I'd like to say. I'd like to tell you about what I'm going through, about the pains I feel, about the things that I won't tell anybody else, but I'll tell you. And just just talk to Jesus like that, and then, don't rush off, then just sit or walk in a bit of silence and see what might come back through. What might come back through. I've lost myself and a distant memory shoots right through me. Can somebody walk me home? At some point, I think most of us feel like we're lost in a far country, strangers in a strange land. And we don't know how to get to God, how to get back to God, or maybe we're afraid to find God. That's often the story. I mean, that's how the story is told in the Bible. God creates Adam and Eve, but then the moment things go wrong, what are they doing? They don't run to God, they're hiding from God, naked and ashamed, hiding in the bushes, hiding from God. And so sometimes we, we can't find God because we're not looking for God because we don't want to find God because what we think is are we, we're aware of our own fear and our own shame, and we think that God shares that disposition toward us that God is somehow disgusted with us. He sees our shame and he's disgusted. That's not true. That's not true. We're ashamed, we're angry, so we think that God is a shaming and angry God. No, God is not. And Jesus is the way home. Jesus is the way home to the Father. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, he says. No one comes to the Father but by me. But it's not like Jesus is a bouncer. I talked about this back in May. It's not like Jesus is a bouncer controlling the velvet rope checking you out, seeing if you're dressed well enough, all that sort of stuff. If you're cool enough, if you're on the list. That's, that's not what Jesus is doing. He's not like that. Um, Jesus is the way of seeing the Father, of thinking about the Father, of coming to be at home with the Father. Jesus is more or less saying, look, I'm the way for you to really understand and experience what the Father's like. Because the Father's just like I am. And I'm going to show you the way to be at home with the Father. To be comfortable with the Father. We might think of the Father's house as an experiential awareness of the infinite love of God. The place where you are always safe. I mean, home in its best, con- in its best concept. Home. I know you can have, there are bad homes, I get that. But let's, let's keep it more idyllic. The idea of home is the place where you're at home. Home is the place where you're, you're at home, where you don't have to 
put on, where you don't have to impress, where you don't have to be on, where you don't have to, you can just relax. You can be yourself, as we say. Home is the place where you're always safe and always cared for. And by the way, if you have to, if the father's house doesn't do it for you, you have theological permission to think of it as the mother's house. Imagine a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Jesus is the way to the perfect understanding of who God is. Jesus is the truth about God. And the supreme truth about God is that God is unconditional, unwavering, unchanging love. And perfect love, that is love that grows in, that is growing into maturity, it casts out all fear, it casts out all anxiety, it casts out all shame so that you can be at home with God. When you realize through Jesus how much God loves you, you will be at home with God. Jesus is the one who will walk you home to the perfect love found in the Father's house. You really can walk with Jesus like he's your best friend. You really can do that. Now, since this is Finding God in the Music, I am going to employ the services of a rock star. I've got Bono's fabulous memoir, Surrender. 40 Songs, One Story by Bono of U2. This came out in November. I read it immediately. Loved it. Do not read this book. I'm going to tell you, do not, do not read Bono's memoir. Do not. Listen to it. See, I read it and I told everybody how great it was. And my friend says, no, 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 BZ. You got to listen to it. I said, I don't listen to that many audiobooks. You're going to listen to this one. I said, okay. Whew. I just finished it yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. I don't know how he did so well. But I mean, I've listened to some audiobooks, but I've never had the experience of just feeling like Bono was sitting in the room. Or I usually listen to audiobooks when I'm walking. And it's just like he's walking, hey, BZ, I'm going to tell you my life story. And it's fascinating. So I do recommend that. I want to read you a passage. I won't read it as well as Bono does. He does such a good job. He should go into performance or something. But uh, Bono, in his memoir, writes, In 1986, I had a recurring voice problem and was advised to visit a doctor with a reputation for helping singers. The doctor had a sense that anxiety explained this constant sore throat. It was in my interest to trust the good doctor, and because he also had such good references, I agreed to something I'd never previously agreed to. I allowed, to put, I allowed him to put me under hypnosis. Well, almost. Imagine, said the doctor, a room with all your best memories around you. Be in the room. Now open the drawer. Find those memories. The best things that have ever happened to you. The affirmations. Your partner, your children, your best friends. A moment that changed your life's direction. All the best things. Be in that room. I was in that room. It might have been a rehearsal room as a new song dropped by. But soon enough, it was a walk down a country lane. 
Now, said the doctor, continuing, pull out the feeling that makes you feel safest and strongest and describe it to me. I'm walking along a river with my best friend, I said, and everything is just as it should be. I have a confidence in my footsteps. I feel I am learning judgment, but not being judged. I can say anything I want. Sometimes there's a reply. Sometimes there's not. It's just a conversation between friends. And your friend, inquired the doctor, who is it? I said, I think it's Jesus. I heard the doctor shuffle nervously in his seat. Maybe I wasn't that deep in his hypnosis. He asked, where are you? I said, I'm walking down a country lane by a river. It's not the Tolka or the Liffey or even the Mississippi. Could it be the Jordan? I've always had a thing about the River Jordan. Emerging from this deep relaxation, I could sense that the great physician had not expected me to find Jesus in my bottom drawer. The doctor was polite but evidently disappointed. In truth, he would never know how he'd opened to me an experience that helped me understand myself, why I view friendship as a kind of sacrament and how my traveling companion in the way of faith has metamorphosed from the father figure of the Old Testament to the companion and friend of the New Testament. 30 years after that hypnosis, April 2016, and I am at the Jordan River in the country of Jordan with my daughter, Jordan. <laughs> Actually, the whole family is there, and he goes on and tells the story of how in 2016 the whole Houston family participated in a pilgrim baptism like we do when we're in the Holy Land, and they were all baptized in the River Jordan. What a friend we have in Jesus, amen? And you can walk with Jesus. And you can find him in the, in the bottom drawer of your deepest desires for being cared for and loved. So Bono's story ends with baptism. My sermon is leading right up to baptism. We, we've arrived at the River Jordan, as it were. So I'd like you all to stand with me. And all of those who are about to be baptized thinking of the ACDs, for those about to rock, we, for those about to be baptized, we salute you. And, and come on down here. Come on, let's give them a hand. All those that are about to be baptized, bring them right down here. Come over here, over this way, over this way. Look at all these young people. Not all young people, but mostly. <laughs> yeah, straight out of darkness. I like that. <laughs> That's good. All right. So you are formally, um, officially, the better word is sacramentally being joined to Jesus today. And you are participating sacramentally in his death and his resurrection and you're coming into newness of life. Now for, for well, since the very beginning, uh, Christians have had something they would confess before baptism. We call it the Apostles' Creed. So we're going to all confess that together like we always do. And then we're going to serve you communion. You're going to dash off and get ready. And then uh, 
Pastor Jacob's going to baptize you. Too many for me to baptize. Jacob can be in charge of that. So, good Sunday, huh? All right. All right. Join, join with me, but, and also join with these in this ancient baptismal creed in confessing our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now join with me in confessing our sins and receiving the forgiveness of our Lord. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name, amen. And God is gracious to all who confess their sins and in humility ask for mercy. In the name of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And this is the table not of the church, but of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come you who have much faith and you who have little, you who have been here often and you who have not been here long, you who have tried to follow and you who have failed, come because it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who want him should meet him here. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen.